Coming up this morning, the latest on the Harry Froling situation. One of the greatest names in NBA history. Is his offspring coming to play in the NBL? We'll talk Ryan Brockoff from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, the forgotten man of the MVP race. And there are just two rounds to go. What twists and turns have we got left in the chapter and tales of NBL 23? That's coming up on NBL Today. Nice to be with you for Wednesday's edition of NBL Today. Jack Heverin alongside Liam Santamaria. And Liam, we normally have a little bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke off the top, but let's start on a more serious note this morning, and that is the latest on Harry Froling. We were all shocked yesterday to learn that Harry's season is over as a result of a one-punch attack in Wollongong, and Harry has undergone some very serious surgery. Yeah, really troubling news, um, a troubling report for everybody to sort of consume yesterday. And, um, you know, let's start off the top by just saying that our thoughts are with with Harry and the Froling family um, and, and you know, his friends, his, his teammates and that organisation up there in Brisbane because hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, hopefully uh, as a result of that surgery and uh, the recovery process, he's coming along well because, you know, what a horrible sort of situation there's. The, the reporting that I read yesterday was was very detailed, uh, a lot of information in the reports from the Daily Telegraph, but at the same time, there's still a lot of questions um, about that that whole situation and how it all played out, how how it was able to play out the way it, the way it did. But right now, really, those questions can wait. The, 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 the concern right now is for Harry and his well-being, and hopefully he's coming along okay. Absolutely. And we can report this morning and was reported late last night that a man has been arrested as a result of the one-punch attack on the New South Wales South Coast. On the weekend, the initial inquiry suggests that Harry was punched in the head and fell to the ground. As you say, Liam, there are a number of other questions, I guess, around the entire thing. They don't matter for now. What does matter is that we are receiving word from Brisbane and from the Froling uh, family and people associated with them that things are going okay or the best they can in this situation. Yeah, uh, well, that's good. That's that's really good to hear. Um, and it's good to see that, you know, the, the, the uh, legal system's uh, doing its thing and that, um, you know, somebody's uh, facing the, the, the questions. Uh, hopefully uh, the, the process plays out as it should um, and, you know, justice is served because, man, this sort of Violence within our community, with our society, just needs to stop happening, and yep. um, it's a real, um, real shame, crying shame that you know it's happened and ha- with involving Harry, and that um, you know he's experienced what he has. We'll do our best on NBL today on Friday to give you more updates, and of course you can stay tuned by nbl.com.au for the latest. But as Liam said, Harry, we're thinking of you during what's been a very, very difficult time. Uh, another. Headline-grabbing story, nowhere near as serious, of course, as we try and put ourselves back together after that, is the news of Bronny James, Liam. Now, you are involved in the Next Stars program, so I'm not going to ask you anything that will compromise you other than Larry Kesselman saying that Bronny James management has been spoken to and that the NBL is in the mix. Yeah, well, um, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to see him in the NBL? Would you, would you like to see it, Jack? <laughs> yeah, I think I would. I think we all would, wouldn't we? Yeah, so um, you know, it's it's a fascinating situation, you know, and we wait to see how it plays out. The, the McDonald's All-American um players were announced this morning uh, Australian time and and Bronny was named amongst that group and he's the only uncommitted young prospect and athlete within that group. So, you know, he's obviously a guy that um, you know, plenty of schools, colleges and the like and 
and the NBL are interested in bringing in next season. There's reporting about him narrowing his collegiate choices down. Talk about Ohio State, Oregon, at USC. So there's plenty of competition, of course. But um, look, as a league, as Larry said, you know, we've reached out. The conversation um, is underway. And, you know, hopefully uh, they get, those conversations can pick up steam. No, I think the biggest thing, regardless of what Bronny decides, and there are some people that scoffed at this story yesterday, and, and that's okay. You're entitled to do so. The, the big thing for me, Liam, is the fact that we are even in the mix. I'm not sure that we would have been four or five years ago, even two or three years ago. The fact that he's got elite college offers and, and a couple of other things to consider, mm. plus the NBL, I, I think to me says volumes. Well, it's a proven pathway. You know, uh, young prospects around, I mean, we, we, we've seen it with imports. We've seen it with guys like Jason Tate and Tory Craig and these kind of guys. We've seen it with Aussie players who are looking for a pathway into the NBA. But over the journey now, we've also seen it with a lot of guys that are looking to make their way into the draft and into the NBA. And we've seen it with Americans like LaMelo Ball. We've seen it with Aussies like Josh Giddy, And we've seen it with European players like Guzman Jiang and Rayan Repair. So players from right around the globe, their families, their representatives are well and truly considering the NBL as a pathway to that destination. To matters at hand, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix play tonight against Cairns at the beginning of Pride Round. It is also another elimination final for the Phoenix. They cannot afford any slip-ups between this one and Sydney on, on the weekend. These are their last two games for the season, don't forget. They will be without Ryan Brockhoff, who's going to miss two to three weeks with a grade one groin strain after Sunday's win against the Perth Wildcats. Just horrible. He can't take a trick, Rowdy. No, he really can't. Huge setback for the Phoenix. We know how important he is to that team. Essentially, the finals have begun for that group. Now, do they absolutely have to win both of these games to get in mathematically? Look, maybe that's not the case. I don't know. My head hurts trying to work out <laughs> what a team needs to do in this situation but the bottom line is you've really just got to try to keep winning and the truth is they've actually grabbed a little momentum over these last couple of games they beat Tassie and Tassie they beat Perth in impressive fashion in their last game now Brockoff was a huge part of both those wins a couple of early triples against Tassie got him going Six first half triples yeah. against Perth got the group going the other night. Now they're going to miss him. Others need to step up. The big names like Big Sawson, Mitch Creek, Gary Brown, Trey Kell, and then they're going to have to have some other guys like Junior Madut or Ruben Tarangi step up and play really well on the wings um, to get over a Cairns team that has been really impressive all season. So you, that, they need to not look ahead to Sydney. They need to not look around to what these other teams may or may not be doing. The Phoenix, they've got to focus in tonight on getting the job done against the Taipans. It's a sellout at the State Basketball Centre. You can see that game, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on ESPN. Yesterday, John really, the coach of the Perth Wildcats, appeared on the basketball show with Matt Logue and Nathan Strempel filling in as host this week. And he spoke of his belief that his number one man and the number one man in the competition, Bryce Cotton, is the overlooked MVP candidate. We've spoken so much about Xavier Cooks, Mitch Creek, and Keanu Pinder before he got injured. John really mm -hmm. thinks that his man deserves a little bit of R-E-S-P-E-C-T, <laughs> and I agree with him, Liam. Yeah. Hey, I'm there right there with you, fellas. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He, He's in the mix. Uh, he's in the mix every single year because he's one of the greatest we've ever seen, and his consistency, his consistent excellence, is just mind-boggling. Yeah, The fact that not only does he do it every year, but he does it game after game to the extent where 
you get to this point in the season and you go, yeah, we really should be talking about BC in that regard. He leads the league in points, an equal career high 23 and a half points per game. He's top 10 in assists. He's top five in steals. He's the league leader in minutes because John really knows he needs to have that guy on the floor pretty much at all times. And his team is right there in the middle of that playoff mix, knocking on the door of a top four finish. So um, is there a little bit of voter fatigue, perhaps from the media side of things to say, yeah, we're just kind of used to BC doing this thing? Maybe there is. But I tell you what we find year after year when it comes to the voting for these awards, there's no voter fatigue amongst his peers. Yes. Amongst the captains and also the coaches and assistant coaches who have to constantly scout against Bryce Cotton and try to find ways to beat him. So when push comes to shove and the voting takes place, he's going to get plenty of them. He's going to be a top three guy in the MVP voting. And could he land at number one for the fourth time? He potentially could. It's only my opinion, and it's all discussion from fans and media across the season. I feel like we've walked past Bryce this this season, and we shouldn't have. Um, For all the reasons that you just pointed out, I just don't think he's getting the love that he deserves. Perth are where they are. They're fifth on the table. And you could argue without Bryce, they would be, I don't think it's disrespectful to say, bottom two or three team with the way that they started the season. He kept them in it in the early part of the year. Yeah. And look, that's always a fascinating way to have that conversation, right? Like where would Sydney be without Xavier Cooks? Or if you replaced him with a kind of an average player at that Mm. position, you know, where would Mitch, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix be without Mitch Creek? We've seen where the Taipans would be without Keanu Pinder because they won six in a row without him. So that throws a spanner into that element of the conversation. But certainly we know over the when we've known over the course of the last five years or so that Bryce Cotton is the best player in this competition in the modern era. And once again this year, he's right in the mix for that MVP. Two rounds to go in the season and it starts tonight, Liam. Do we have a twist or a turn? Is there one big plot twist coming between now and the end of the season? <laughs> Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> I mean, we I'm just not sure. we know that there's twists and turns to come, yeah. right? Like it's the final couple of chapters of a thriller that has been the NBL 23 season. And uh, there's no way the author of this thing is just going to let it fizzle out across those last <laughs> couple of weeks. The basketball gods are going to make sure that there's twists and turns to come. I, I think tonight is a massive one in that regard. Because if if the Titans beat the Phoenix, then uh, the top two race looks maybe done. And yep. the Phoenix will be way, way up against it to make that top six when all is said and done. But if Southeast Melbourne win, New Zealand will say, all right, hold on a second. We could get ourselves that top two finish now. And it puts a whole bunch of pressure and the pendulum swings back on teams like Melbourne United and Tasmania and the like to continue to notch up wins. So massive game tonight at the State Basketball Centre, as we we talked about before, and the result is going to have huge permutations. Keep your eyes on Tassie. I, not, I, to me, I've done all the run home. No more team is more crucial in terms of the way that the whole ladder looks at the end of the season than the Jack Jumpers, not only for their own position, but who they play and how they can shape the, the finals. They'll be there, the Jackies, but mm-hmm. it's a question of what happens to some other teams along the way. Hey, before we let you go, I'm looking at my screen here this morning and 
you're at a very plus five-star accommodation <laughs> in Canberra. What are you doing in the nation's capital? Uh, no, not five-star. This is a sort of a three, four-star type recruit, this one. <laughs> um, yeah, in Canberra. Just got back from Parliament House. Just oh. uh, chatted with the PM about the Canberra Cannons. <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get them in the mix. Now I'm here for the... For the National Performance Camp um, at the Centre of Excellence run by Basketball Australia. So the top young talent that's turning sort of 16, 17 in 2023 here for a three-day live-in camp where uh, the coaches, Robbie McKinlay and um, Ash Arnott and the guys at the Centre of Excellence are putting them through their paces. And um, it's been really cool to watch. Some really high-level young talent uh, on display. And, you know, we're making sure we're tracking these guys closely. Fantastic. Nice work by you. If you sign Ronnie James, there'll be a pay rise coming. I'll, I'll have a chat to uh, to Jeremy and Larry. We'll see if we can get that sorted. Liam, nice to see you. We'll catch you on the weekend. All right. Cheers, man. Thanks for being with us on NBL today. We are back on Friday morning.